Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Igniting You, the podcast that takes you through our journey of love, faith, heartbreak, and hope. I'm your host, Adrian, and I have my wife, Chris, with me. What's good, fam? So today's episode will touch on a topic that may resonate with many of you, uh, unfortunately. It's unfulfilling careers and the anxiety that can come with them. So listen, we all got bills to pay, you know, so it's not uncommon to find yourself in a career that leaves you feeling a little unfulfilled. The weight of work-related anxiety can become a heavy burden to carry. But as Christians, we believe that there is hope purpose and fulfillment to be found in every aspect of our lives including our careers so as we normally do let's go ahead and take you to church what's today's reading for today so today is a short one i'm going to be reading from proverbs 19 21 from the new international version and it says many are the plans in a person's heart but it is the lord's purpose that prevails amen amen all right, so as we go on with this uh, this episode, or as we begin this episode, um, I just want to talk about um, our first our first jobs out of college, right? So, uh, as many of you guys know, or some of you guys may not, I went to Tennessee State University in Nashville, Tennessee. Shout out to HBCUs all over the place, and um, you know, I I did well, um, and I actually got a job right out of right out of um, college. Like actually, before I even graduated, I actually got hired for this job. Now, before I go into what the job entailed and how it was, uh, first I just want to say, though, that how important it is really to kind of like set a tone, right, and set what you really want to do. And so what I actually did was, and this was maybe years before, um, I actually wrote down a list of things I wanted out of my job. You know, I wanted to be able to travel. I wanted to, um, you know, have a hybrid, you know, style, like working in and out of an office, all that kind of stuff. And then lo and behold, I ended up getting a job right out of um, high, uh, right out of college with that type of job, and it was cool. And, and the funny thing is, is that you know what I asked for, I basically got in it. Um, I mean, and then with the job, um, you know, it was with a uh, a real major uh, manufacturing company um, that many of you all would probably know. Uh, I'm not going to go into any names, but it was a really really good job, um, and. I had a lot of success in that. Actually, I was a uh, territory sales manager um, in this in this job. I think my second or third year in, something like that, um, made a lot of money. Made a lot of money coming out of uh, of college, uh, more than most of my friends did. And so, you know, you you would think that I would have a lot of fulfillment in this job. You know, I got got basically what I wanted. I was making a lot of money. Um, you know, I had company car, I had credit card, all that good stuff. But in all honesty, the the more I got into this job and the, the longer I was in it, the more I kind of felt really unfulfilled with it. You know, and, and I had, um, you know, I would get up, you know, early. You know, when I first started getting up early, you know, 7 o'clock, make sure I have some breakfast, out the door by 8.30, whatever, whatever. And I just found myself, like, as the years went by, slowly getting out of bed, slowly brushing my teeth. You know, getting out, you know, 9, 9.30, sometimes even 10 o'clock because, you know, I was in a sales position. And I just found a lot of discontentment, um, you know, with my job. I still try to do it to the best of my ability, but I just found that it really wasn't wasn't for me. And, um, you know, in all this, you know, I'm still making money and all that good stuff, but I never thought to really consult God with what I, what he wanted me to do. This was what I wanted. I made my plans. I did anything, and God blessed me with what I wanted. But ultimately, I mean, it, it just wasn't fulfilling. And then, 
honestly, I got let go um, back in 08. And so I did several different jobs, you know, after that. And obviously, we had our wilderness season. Um, but it wasn't really until I started seeking God that we found, you know, this is what, you, you know, he wanted us to do. So, I mean, that's my story. What about you? What, what's your story? Well, my story was not as cute as yours. <laughs> I landed a job at a university working in a financial aid office as my first job out of college. And it took me a while to land a job. I went on several interviews and, you know, you, I started out in South Carolina looking for a job and I was going to just be there. But we were in a relationship and mm -hmm. eventually ended up, you know, starting to look for jobs here. And it worked out that I was able to get hired on at this university. But the job was doing something that I just did not like doing. I was primarily working with numbers. And anybody who knows me knows that I don't do math uh, very well at all. Wait, wait, wait. I thought you was a mathematician. Nah. <laughs> I don't break numbers. <laughs> and dealing with this job in financial aid, I was looking at a lot of numbers mm. every day. Mm. And needless to say, I was depressed. Yeah. I was not happy. I hated every part of that job, y'all. I had real cool coworkers. Like that was like my saving grace at that job. We all supported each other and, and that was the, the only bonus. But I just didn't like the work right. that I was doing. Right. I remember like not even being able to sleep at night, you know, because I was so anxious about going to that job the next day. And boy, when Sundays came around, when I tell you, I was like, I got no sleep. Mm. None. Because I, that. I was just tossing and turning, worrying about numbers and seeing numbers. through. <laughs> but you weren't counting sheep, you was counting. I was counting numbers, <laughs> reconciling spreadsheets. That's the worst, y'all. Well, well. And... I was so anxious, but, you know, I wasn't alone in that because according to LinkedIn survey, they say that 80% of professionals say that they experience what is called Sunday scaries with over 90% of millennials and Gen Z, us y'all, reporting that they feel it. And when I tell you Sunday scaries is real, and for those of you who have never heard of Sunday Scaries, it is exactly what I just talked about. Mm. When you are tossing and turning in your bed on Sunday night, dreading the work week ahead, mm. it is not cute. At all. Now, and honestly, I, I remember that. I remember, um, you know, and the funny thing is, it's like, it's, it's Sunday Scaries, but it's almost a whole weekend. Like, you can't even enjoy the whole weekend, like, because, you know, you're, you're so, like, I'm I'm done with this on Friday. I've come out of it, but then it's like, you know, you you got Saturday. But Saturday is like, man, you know, weekend's gonna go by too fast. Now I got you know, I got Sunday tomorrow, and Sunday's just closer to Monday. And so you get to a point where you can't even really even enjoy your whole weekend. Really can't even enjoy your whole life, just because you're worried about Monday. Basically going back to Monday and how how many days you got to go through this one job. And I mean, I remember that. I remember how much. You know, I was I felt so so sorry for you because, you know, going through that and and you know being in a job that you just don't like and you know no matter you know how many like cool coworkers you have even if your boss is okay or whatever I mean if your job is making you unhappy and really almost goes beyond making you unhappy if your job is really terrifying you I mean you can't breathe.
Like you get, and then you got to find all these other things, you know, throughout the week, throughout the weekend to really make you try to make you happy, you know, try to get through it, things like that. You know, I used to, um, I remember, uh, I mean, I didn't go through it myself, but I know some of my coworkers, especially when I was teaching in the inner city, kind of same thing, you know, they would talk about these different things and then they would go and, you know, every, <laughs> every, uh, you know, weekend or whatever, they'd go out, you know, get a drink, maybe two, maybe eight, whatever, just to get through just to you know, do it all again the next day, you know, next week or whatever. So, I mean, that Sunday scary stuff, man. I mean, it's Sunday scary, but it's it's really like a whole weekend thing, and it can engulf you. But, you know, the thing that I thought about, though, as we were talking um, this whole time is really not the one of us, really. The entire time we were going through the stressors of our jobs, going through the anxiety of the, of the Sunday scaries or whatever, not, not a time, no time do we actually really just think about, okay, what does God want us to do? Like, we never really, like, sought God in all this. I know I certainly didn't. I didn't even see God going into college. Mm -hmm. What should I major in? And that's important okay. to pause, you know, even at a high school level. It's good to pause and, and pray and seek God about that. Well, I mean, that's the thing, too. It's like, you know, I feel like, especially us as Christians, I mean, we, we have this this gift of being able to commune with God, being able to talk with God and be able to get guidance from him, yet we hardly ever use it. I mean, I can speak for myself and I can, you know, say with all honesty that I don't seek him as much as I should. And I certainly didn't seek him, you know, when I was younger, whether it be, you know, for my job, whether it be for really anything, honestly. And so um, it's almost like I couldn't really, couldn't really blame God, you know, if the situation didn't turn out well, because frankly, I didn't ask him in the first place. Right. So, you know, the things that, that really helped us get through it, and I will, you know, kind of attest to this, you know, it was really three main things that helped us, um, you know, kind of get through that next level. So it's like, okay, we didn't have these jobs. Obviously we went through our wilderness season and in that time God was able to reveal so much to us, but also we were able to like um, seek him, right? And so the first thing, first thing that anyone, anyone that's going through their Sundays, Sunday scaries or going through anxiety and their jobs or whatever the case may be, the first thing you have to do is seek God. That's the first thing. Like our disdain, you know, for our jobs or we were working at led us to seek God because, you know, we didn't have that purpose, you know, and we needed to have that purpose, that passion for our work that we were looking for that frankly just, I mean, just wasn't there. So honestly, we began to, to pray to God to reveal his purpose, not ours, not ours, but his purpose for our careers, honestly, because we didn't have a sense of, of a calling at that moment. It was kind of like, you know, what God, what is it that you want us to do? And I think we were so young in our faith. We didn't have that relationship with God yet right. where we would trust him for such a thing. Right. And once we started to do that, God started opening up so many things to us. Like, I remember that's when we had read The Purpose Driven Life. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so much of that we could relate to what they were talking about in that book because it was like, oh, man, we're doing this. But then it helped to elevate us to the next level and where we needed to take our faith. Right. And honestly, too, I mean, both of us, you know, we went through, you know, four years of college. And, you know, did we see God for, you know, what we want to major in? No, not really. Now, again, you know, some things kind of work out in your favor and God is, you know, in his infinite wisdom and grace, he will allow certain things. But I mean, if I can look back at it, you know, I can be like, yeah, I, I should have maybe, you know, I went to school for business. And, I, you know, sometimes I feel like, you know, 
you, you do business because you may not necessarily know what you want to do, right? So everybody, everybody's a business major in school. Um, but I went to business and stuff, and it worked out, you know, exactly what I wanted. But it was what I wanted, not what he wanted. And so, honestly, when we started to really kind of trust in God and see God for what he wanted us to do, that's when uh, the revelation started to come. That's when we kind of started realizing, like, man, God's been putting these little nuggets in our minds and in our lives for years on what he wanted us to do, but it just took us a while to kind of, like, get there. Yeah, and I can definitely look back and see how all things work together because, you know, my undergrad degree is in sociology, and I was able to use that, you know, obviously not coming out of college with my first job, Mm -hmm. but down the road, I was able to come back to that sociology, excuse me, degree because I got into it for a reason. Mm. You know, I always had a mindset and a passion for helping people in some capacity. But, you know, when I graduated, the job market was not pretty right, right. at all. It was it was t- it was rough out there. Yeah. Honestly. Cause, yeah. Cause, I mean, look, think about it. You, you know, you go to college, you pay this money, you go to college or whatever. You got to get a job, you know, because you got to start paying, paying them back, you know, especially if it's all these student loans and stuff. So, you know, you can go to sociology, you, <laughs> you can go to sociology, you can go to whatever. Ultimately, it comes back now to getting a job, and you got to get a job to pay your bills, you know, to pay back student loans, all that kind of stuff. But what I will say, though, is, you know, once you start to really, like, seek God and really start to really think and, and understand what he wants you to do, all I will say is be prepared for the unexpected. Be prepared to be made uncomfortable because one thing he's going to do is he's going to take you out of wherever you are, and that can be a process in and of itself just to get you into where he wants you to be. Now, again, he's kind of downloaded things in, in you already, but understand, like, you know, it's like a train, right? A train can't, I mean, you know, can't make a U-turn. You know, it, it takes like a mile or so just to stop. And then it takes, then you got to stop, and then you got to speed back up to go a different way and all that kind of stuff. Just like that, honestly, God's going to do the same thing. So the first thing, honestly, is to seek God. The second thing, honestly, is to walk in faith. Walk in your faith with God. So, man, why don't you just kind of, um, you know, tell the people about your experience in walking out your faith. Yeah, so that was hard. <clears throat> so um, after we got married, well, even before, so around the time we got married, God was really, really prompting me to to leave my job. But I'm like, you know, I need to find another job before I leave my job. Of course. So I was applying for jobs. I mean, honestly, I think I started applying to jobs like six months in. Mm but obviously hadn't landed anything. But then the time came when that prompting just got heavier and heavier. Right, right. And God started to call on me to make a leap of faith. Mm -hmm. And at the time, you know, I didn't really accept or embrace that because I was determined not to leave my job without another job. Right. But eventually, you know, I was left with no choice but to obey God. So I left my job and... Because it was the act of faith that it was, it truly positioned me for what was to come because so many times I had to come back to that experience of leaving my job without another job, Mm -hmm. fully trusting in God. It was an intentional move. It was not done like mindlessly or overnight. It took me months to move and obey and submit to God. Mm -hmm. But it was an invaluable lesson in that. It wasn't a pretty lesson, but it was invaluable. When it, when is it ever pretty? Especially when you're dealing with God. Like, it's, yeah. it's hardly ever pretty. So, 
ultimately, you know, the blessing and and what I did was that it, it freed me to really seek God for for my passion. And, you know, ultimately, eventually, I began to make different moves here and there to enter into the counseling field and praise God that ultimately I was able to earn my master's degree in counseling and become a certified life coach. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my, my specialization is helping people and helping others find their God-given calling and purpose. And that leads us kind of to, to our our um our next or our last um, point is listening to your passion, you know, listening um, to that little voice inside that we often ignore um, that God has given to us, honestly. Um, but that's the thing, like he's given us these, these things inside of us and we ignore it because it may not, you know, look pretty. It may not be the thing that makes us the most money. Uh, it may not be prestigious or whatever the case may be, right? It may not be convenient for us in the moment. Um, it definitely not be comfortable or something. Um, and I mean, most money or just whatever. But your passions, honestly, are often the calling, the assignment that God is giving you. You know, um, I mean, we had to come to terms with what God was showing us and, and what professions He was leading us towards. And I mean, now that I'm a I'm a teacher and I'm and I'm a coach, um, I mean, it just it makes all the sense in the world. Like kind of looking back at these little things here and there. You know, because growing up, you know, my my mom was a teacher. My dad taught for a little bit. Her older brother, um, that 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 teaches now, and and cousins and aunts and so many people in my family, um, that are teachers, educators, and you know, the funny thing is, almost like you know, that's the last thing I want to be. <laughs> I don't want to be a teacher. You know, it's like I'm like, and and nothing against teachers, nothing against whatever, but I mean, the fact of the matter is, you, you just didn't make that much money. You know, and, and that was my thing at the moment. Like, I wanted to make money. I wanted to, you know, have a certain type of lifestyle and this, this, and that. And the thing is that God God gave that to me, right? I came out of college, and this was back, you know, 2004, 2005. I came out of college, and, you know, my, my first year out of college, I made like $85,000, which I had never seen that much money in my life. And I was making more than my parents were. You know, I was making more than most of my, my, you know, family, whatever. And the thing is, is that was I was I happy? No. Was I, you know, I was I was cool with the money. I was cool with what it got me, but I wasn't happy with that type of that stuff. And so what I had to realize and understand is that, you know, I had a small voice inside of me that said, no, that's your calling. That's what you're going. And obviously now being in education and being a coach, I mean, I love it. I love it. I, it's, it's what I feel like, you know, I've been called to do. What about you? Well, like I was saying earlier, you know, I've always had a passion in my heart for counseling. And at one point in time, I was contemplating going into therapy. But then God started to show me another path through life coaching. And I was like, you know what? I can definitely relate to that more. And as I started to learn more about the field, you know, I was like, okay, I think this is definitely it. And God opened doors for me to pursue, you know, education and get a job doing it. And I love, I love it. I love what I do. I do it in, you know, nonprofit setting and also as my full-time job and then also with Igniting You. So God has been very gracious to allow me to do this as my work. Mm-hmm. Now, that kind of leads us to where we are today, right? So call me crazy, but I do love being a teacher and, and educating young people, right? 
I mean, it wasn't really until I got into education that I realized like how much God had really been preparing me for this. Like, I remember even in college, I used to like, um, you know, tutor people, not in, in calculus, or whatever. And you know, shout out to people that that know, that know calculus. I mean, I couldn't tell you one thing about it now, but in the moment, in my freshman year, I knew it. You know, mainly because I didn't do well the first year. Um, but you know, I was able to do that, and and I love working with people. And even now, you know, working in ministry, I love working with people. It ain't the easiest thing, I promise you. Dealing with young people, you dealing with people in general, but it's so rewarding. And so I know that what we're doing today, what I'm doing today, honestly, is what God has called me to do. Definitely. And I do remember during that whole season where, you know, I was waiting on God to bless me with a job after I left my job. God really, really started to reveal the calling and the plan that he has on my life. Now I feel ignited to support others who are in pursuit of their calling through our nonprofit Trinity. You know, God gave this vision to help youth really in this area through coaching. And it makes sense because it's ideal to seek God for whatever he has you to do before even going to college. And I really wish that I had that. I mean, I had it in a sense, but I really wish I had somebody to walk alongside me as as we do as coaches um, mm -hmm. for our nonprofit Trinity. Mm -hmm. All right, so that brings us to the end of another episode. And we sincerely appreciate all of our listeners for, for joining with us in these conversations about, you know, our journey. And this one in particular, as we sought God to discover our, our purpose and our calling in life, so many of us face work-related anxiety, and we experience a lack of purpose in our jobs. But we hope that you guys will seek God because he is truly the only way that you will find fulfillment. I strongly believe that. So seek God. If you have not done so already, take some alone time with God. Pray. Seek the word. And seek what he has for you to do. If you're struggling with anxiety and Sunday scaries and unfulfillment, it's not too late to seek God. It never is. We want to also offer you another valuable resource, which is our coaching services. We are here to provide individuals with support and guidance, help you build coping skills for those Sunday scaries to face the week ahead with more confidence while you work to discover your purpose in God. You know, we also want to help you find joy and fulfillment in whatever it is that you set out to do. Remember, guys, you do not have to face the challenges that you're experiencing alone. You do not. We are here to support you. To learn more about our coaching services, visit our website at www.ignitingyou.org. There, you'll find information on our coaching services and details about how to get started. So that's all I have. A, what do you got? So I just got a last few words I want to share um, that God has really put on my heart. You know, life is filled with so many challenges, and um, work anxiety and unfulfilled careers are in burdens, honestly, that many of us carry. Now, for those who carry this burden, know that you are not alone, just like my wife said. However, the path to transformation and fulfillment is through trusting God and trusting God alone. I mean, so often we feel as though, you know, we should work in whatever job brings us the most money or maybe even the most enjoyment, right? 
But the danger in this thinking is that it is completely reliant on things that may not be in our control. Now, how many times have you really enjoyed working a job, right? Just to see your happiness dwindle when something alters that job. Maybe it's a new boss, change of position, even added responsibilities, but all of a sudden that job you love when you first started, all of a sudden now doesn't give you the same pleasure it once did. So when we spend time with God though, we allow him to lead us down the path of discovering our God-given purpose, not our own purpose, our God-given purpose. And through faith, trusting him for a job and career that not only brings success, but also joy and fulfillment. So every challenge is an opportunity for growth and every obstacle can lead to a greater understanding of your purpose. No matter where you are today, believe that God has a plan for your life. Your unfulfilled career can transform into a purpose-filled mission that aligns with his, his divine purpose. Have faith, take the first step, and trust God through the journey that lies ahead. As I say this, I want to close this out in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, for your We thank you, Lord God, for all the challenges and obstacles that you've given us that allows us to see your face in those. Father, we just praise you, Lord God, for the jobs that we do have. Lord, we never want to be um, un ungrateful for what you've done for us. And we know, understand, we know and understand, Lord God, that sometimes we, we make mistakes. Sometimes, Lord God, we go about things in our own way because we believe that our way is better than yours. We just pray, Lord God, that all those listening to this podcast will have faith in you, the trust in you, to seek you, Lord God, for their God-given purpose, their God-given career. We know, Lord God, that when they do that, and when we all do that, that, Lord, everything works out. Even if it may not be the highest paying or the most prestigious, Father God, we know, Lord, it is what our true calling is, and therefore, the true joy comes in that. We just praise you, Lord God, for what you've done and what you continue to do for us. We pray, Lord God, that you bless every person listening to this podcast today. And we pray, Lord God, that we have had that impact that we've sought for you to be with us always, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for listening and tuning in. Until next time, peace. Peace.